Welcome to discussions of music, healing, and consciousness with your hosts, Chris Noble and Bill Perotsman. In today's episode, we want to mine the wisdom of a specific frequency, 40 Hertz. Chris is a bit of an expert on this particular frequency, which has been shown to have some success slowing the progression of Alzheimer's disease, and he has some unexpected results to share that might surprise you. Because music and healing often coincide with clinical treatment, please know that Chris and I don't offer medical advice, which is the proper domain of licensed professionals, and that we encourage you to seek appropriate guidance before trying any of the musical therapies we discuss here, particularly if you are already under the care of a professional physician or counselor. That said, we also look forward to a time when people feel free to try musical healing at will and rely on common sense to guide their use. We'll be talking about all that and much, much more, as always, in these open conversations here on Discussions of Music, Healing, and Consciousness. Forty Hertz. Forty Hertz. Forty Hertz. E1 on the piano, correct? I think you're right. I think it's something like that, depending on whether you're tuned to 432 or 440, but. I think it was an E1 for me when I used it, and I was tuned to 432 hertz. Um, and it's a it's a low bassy note that you might hear in a really good dubstep or yeah. EDM track. And and that's the track that I listen to, right? So so just to set this all up, I mean, 40 hertz is cool. So that we could use that as a setup and just go into this. But Chris made this music, and it was 40 hertz based. And I'm like, okay, well I'll try this, and We'll get into what it was supposed to do in a little bit, but my response was so completely blissful. After a few minutes, I was out. I was in that theta state, you know, where you're kind of aware and kind of not, and not quite sleeping and not quite awake, and just in this beautiful place. And that lasted for, I don't know, how long is the song? It's like 45, an hour? It's a long oh, yeah, song. It's well over an hour. So I was in this place, people, for a long time and, and really loved it, of course. And the music ended and I woke up and I was like, oh my gosh, I got to wake up now. I don't want to wake up. <laughs> I want to go back to sleep and be in that place again. Oh, and, uh, so there's the setup. So, uh, so man, Chris, tell me what was going on? What happened? Well, I mean, like a lot of these cool things, I mean, you really don't, yeah, you go in with an intention and then something else totally different happens. How which, true. I mean, isn't that science, innovation, everything, right? Uh, arts, create creativity. I mean, that's, that's always what's going on. So yeah, I mean, this was a really cool journey. I came across uh, a really, really interesting TED Talks um, many years back. And, you know, my grandfather ha had suffered from Parkinson's for many, many years. So, you know, cognitive neurological disorders uh, were running in the family and were something that I was just really curious about. So I went onto YouTube and as you know, you do on YouTube, you start going down those rabbit holes. And I came across a TED Talk. Uh, with a doctor named Dr. Lee Bartel. And he's actually a Canadian guy from as far as I know, he was working out of University of Toronto and a couple of other universities in Ontario. But anyway, so he, he did some really amazing research on 40 hertz and trying to, you know, stop the deterioration of the neurological disorders that dementia, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's all have this deterioration, right, of your of your memory, of your mind, etc., and he was able to, using 40 hertz being, the frequency of 40 hertz being pumped through a chair that had speakers built throughout all the chairs. So your entire body is absorbing the 40 hertz frequencies. And I, I don't know how long the tests would go for, the treatments would go for, but he did this with uh, quite a few patients and 
found that the results were pretty interesting and they didn't cure you of, of, of Alzheimer's or anything like that, but they, but it stopped from the statistics that he had, it stopped the deterioration. So it stopped it from getting any worse, which is still monumental, which is still yeah, quite amazing sure. in and of itself. So I looked into that. I was like, well, I mean, this is so cool. If I could try to just incorporate this into this, uh, one of my, you know, medicinal healing pieces, then great. Let's just try it out. Let's see what happens. I mean, that's what I'm doing with all this stuff. It's just experimenting and, and seeing uh, what works. So that was the initial intention was to create a piece that would help with any neurological disorders. The irony, or not the irony, but just the interesting side effect that it has is this really just knocks you right out and puts you to sleep better than any of my sleep pieces. So I would, I've written other sleep pieces and they're not nearly as uh, successful as this 40 Hertz one. So, <laughs> so just time out for a second, but what do you mean yeah. by successful? You mean successful in terms of it puts you to sleep and keeps you there? Well, I, I guess successful in terms of, um, I'll just talk strictly numbers. The 40 Hertz piece I wrote for Alzheimer's and dementia is my, my most popular song on YouTube, my most popular video or piece on YouTube. And the most common comment I get from it is that it helps me sleep. Not, okay. not that it helps me with dementia, Alzheimer's or any of the neurological disorders. It's, it just puts me right to sleep, knocks me out. And it, and it does so better than the uh, pieces that I have written specifically for sleep. So that's what I mean more successful is I've just seen it statistically speaking on YouTube. Uh, a resounding uh, higher success rate for putting people to sleep and yourself, a couple, quite a few of my friends now, they listen to it every night before going to bed, knocks them right out. So what's going on there with the 40 Hertz? I obviously could not tell you what's going on in terms of why it makes people sleep. But what I, what I've noticed about it and, and Bill, I really want to hear your thoughts on this is like, what, what does it feel like to listen to 40 Hertz? And 40 Hertz is very low frequency. Like I said at the beginning, you know, this is like a, kind of like a sub bass um, frequency. This is what the, the type of frequency when you're at a concert and you hear those low, low, low bass notes in any type of music, your whole body vibrates, your whole body is like, you know, like vibrating, you feel that bass. And that's what's so great about those concerts and the loud, loud music in that bass. Well, 40 Hertz is in that same realm. So you are getting almost like a full body sonic massage. Um, whether you're listening to it, uh, to this through speakers. Now, if you're listening to, through like, let's say laptop speakers, you're probably not going to get a lot of that sub bass frequency, but if you're listening with headphones, you're definitely going to get a lot of that. And if you're listening through like larger quality speakers, your whole body is going to get all of it too. So that much I know it's a, it's a body sensation. It's like a sonic massage. And I guess it really has, um, a pretty good effect on the brain for at the very least relaxing it. And, and the funny thing too, and I'll just, this is my last thing. And I want to hear how you've experienced it, Bill, is that, you know, 40 Hertz is in the gamma is in the gamma wave spectrum in terms of um, the frequencies of the different levels of consciousness. And so you're saying how this 40 Hertz puts you into a, a theta wave. Well, theta is uh, what is it? 48 Hertz, I believe. And so that's much, much, much lower and interesting that a higher frequency like 40 hertz puts you into those lower states. But I think that's where we start to get different, where, you know, your state of consciousness is a particular frequency, but it doesn't mean that that number, that particular frequency of 8 hertz or something else is actually going to put you into that state. Because without getting into too many details, binaural beats operate in a bit of a different level for when it comes to frequency. So when you first listen to it, and maybe when you've also just listened to it again, 
what, how do you feel when you even hear this 40 hertz piece, Bill? Yeah, it, I love this question. And I'm going to disclaim my own stuff on this too. Theta is a word that I'm picking because it most closely resembles what I think I'm experiencing, but it might be the actual correct term. Which is a deep rest state. But a deep, a deep rest state is what I'm after there. So um, however you want to measure that or whatever you know frequency you want to associate with it, um, I... I am not exclusive with respect to frequencies. I welcome all commerce. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's you know, no frequency I can't make music discrimination the, here. <laughs> no frequency discrimination. But I recognize that there are certain effects that you get from one versus the other. So, this 40 hertz thing, um, I guess what I knew going in was what Chris has just said how this, this frequency happens to be good for memory care. And, um, that was fine. I mean, it's more curious about what it would do for me versus memory care. I don't have the instruments to be able to measure that on myself, you know? So um, my experience of it was, so I started the music, put on headphones because I like to listen under actual cans rather than the earbuds. Uh, the cans do give you a bit more of that bass. And I knew I was getting a lot of bass in the 40 Hertz. I was looking forward to some of that. So I wanted to be able to hear it, you know, fairly well. Um, they weren't noise canceling, but that's okay. So listening to the music, um, there's a level at which I think we listen consciously. You know, Chris, you're, you're hearing music, you're going, oh, it's this chord, it's that chord. I can see where the melody's moving now, how the, you know, the structure, or you start to analyze. It's just natural for musicians. We kind of do that. But after a very short period of time, all that went away. And it wasn't, and this is the cool part, people, it wasn't because I turned it off. Because... You know, I, I generally experience music intellectually first, you know, and emotionally second. And I have to turn off the intellectual experience to get the emotional one. And that didn't happen, Chris. So, Chris, the music that you have quickly shifted me out of that intellectual thing and completely opened up the emotional level of just experience. And, uh, okay, I know you can have thoughts when you're experiencing and being in the present too. So, yes, those thoughts were there, but those thoughts are more like, wow, I wonder what's going to happen next versus, oh, that's an E chord. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and so my thoughts became more curious and in that sense, more accepting. And, um, and that opened up this experience, which happened very quickly. I would say within the first, maybe tops five minutes, Chris, and I was out, wow. it was really quick. And, um, and yet I wasn't out because in that place, wherever I was, I was still aware of the music, just not consciously processing it. And so in that awareness place, which I think it may be beyond emotion as well, I'm not sure about this. Um, obviously, the feeling was one of contentment and bliss. I didn't feel any kind of, you know, agonizing distress or any of the stuff that you don't want to feel when you're, you know, headed for a 40 hertz experience. So that none of that was there for me. But I was still aware of the music and the direction of the music. And I felt sort of supported by that as I was trying to figure out what it is that I was feeling, man. And, and so I want to respond to that question. And I, I'm like, wow. Uh, I like to say when there's this, this absence of movement or absence of feeling, absence of thought, that moment of, of infinite potential, for me, I just call neutral. And I felt that. It was like there wasn't a need to feel one way or the other. There's just the need to be fully present. Mm. ready to fly off in any direction that might be necessary next. But mm. the cool thing about that was that the music held me there. <laughs> right? So I experienced that state of neutral, like 
complete buoyancy, whatever sound deprivation chambers do this. There's a lot of ways meditation, I guess, can get you there. But that music for me, it just brought me right in and held me there for however long it lasts. And, and folks, you can have this experience online. Like, all you got to do is go to YouTube and, and spin the tune. So, uh, so do that. <laughs> I mean, if, and then report back in. So that feeling, um, I look back at it later and say that was blissful because I was not being pushed in any particular direction. I didn't feel a need to move in any direction. Uh, so I don't want to say it's neutral because it sounds like I wasn't feeling anything, but I was definitely very much there. Even though the most conscious part of all of us all the time wasn't part of the conversation at that moment or during that almost an hour, more than an hour. And then how did you feel after that hour when you came out of it? Oh, so um, <laughs> I was disappointed with the music. And it's like, what? There was something here and now it's gone? <laughs> and and it took me a little bit, you know, it took me a minute to reorient and say, oh, yeah, well, that was because I was listening to this music. Oh, these are the headphones. Yeah, I was under the, I was lying on the bed. It was all cool, right? Everything was comfy. And uh, so after I reoriented, I first feeling was like disappointed. <laughs> 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 what? It's over? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Right? And, um, and the second feeling then was trying to reconnect to it. I just wanted to go back to sleep, you know, and I hadn't had dinner yet or whatever. It was like, this is early evening and I'm, and I'm ready to, to you know, You're ready, yeah. go down for, the night. for the day. Yeah. But, um, I wish I had journaled on how well I slept after that. That'd be interesting information, but I suspect I slept pretty well. Um, don't often go to a deep theta state and then sort of come back. And then not be able to sleep well. It's like that sort of is the precursor in some way for me. Yeah, that makes and, sense. You know, I, I wish I had like a Fitbit or something. I could tell you exactly what happened the following night. But, you know, with, with the science that we can get at home now, you want to try this, listen to Chris's 40 hertz music oh yeah. uh, with your Fitbit and then like compare against other night's sleep or whatever that you've had and, and let us know because, you know, we're curious how this stuff works. And the, <laughs> until there's significant funding behind it, Nobody's going to go there, you know, on their own. Well, I mean, even this, so Dr. Lee Bartell, right? I mean, this is a TED Talk video going back I, six, seven years probably years. at this point. You know, yeah. it's, it's not new. And like a lot of this research, especially into frequency, I mean, without getting too much into it, there's just, there's never funding for it. Very, very rarely is there funding for it because, you know, what happens if it's successful? God forbid you can't sell it as a pill. <laughs> <laughs> so... You know, it's not very lucrative. However, I would argue that the equipment and a lot of other ways of, of still selling it, you could, you know, as a business, make a good amount of money off that. But that really shouldn't be the motive for our healthcare system. But anyway, that's another can of worms right there. Yeah, but that's a whole podcast. By that itself. is a whole series of podcasts right there. But anyway, it's uh, so the research is, you know, it's lacking in a sense that there's not um, certainly enough data. We would love to have more love to have more funding and love to have more people engaged in it. So yeah, like Bill said, you know, if you guys go listen to that track, just type in 40 Hertz, Chris Noble into YouTube or just check out the YouTube channel. We'll have a link um, in the, uh, the show yeah, notes, but, show notes. but um, you know, it's, it's great. It would be great to hear from you and, and we can collect our own data and we cannot just, you know, wait for the, the, whatever the times are that people start to actually fund this type of research and we can just do it ourselves. Like I think we should be doing with everything now. And, uh, you know, we got the Fitbits, you know, it's so true, right? Like the data you can get off those boggles my mind. It's really cool. And, uh, yeah, like, let us know what the, the, the AB or the before and after 
data would be. We'd be eternally grateful for that information. And it's cool because we can all learn together, grow together. And the 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 just just this little area here, and there's so much more that we both that we all know that we can expand to when it comes to frequency and healing and sound and all that stuff. If we can just start to get more of an understanding of the 40 hertz, just that alone, and like why does it help a lot of my friends as well fall asleep? And they they comment on it. it's it's easily the most <laughs> listened to piece I have because it's so practical. And because it, it clearly works and it was not, again, it was just not my intention when I wrote it for it to work for sleep more, more than anything, but it, but it is. And you know, why, why is it 40 Hertz that seems to just knock you out in a beautiful, blissful way? Um, and is what's going on physiologically when we, when we listen to these different frequencies, right? And is it because it's a more full body frequency, meaning your body really resonates with it. And it's, it's, it's almost like, yeah, like I've said, almost like a sonic massage in a way. Is that why it's so soothing? You know, I I've, I've written very soothing soft piano tone with it as well. I think there's hints of water in the background, but all my other pieces have those elements and they're not nearly as popular as this one. So what's going on? I mean, I, I have no idea, but I would, I would love to know. And listeners, Please let us know if you have any thoughts because we're kind of shooting in the dark here, but it's it's interesting. You know, it's it's weird to me because it's not like musicians have been making music without using 40 hertz until now, right? 40 hertz has been a it's it's you know it's a note <laughs> in yeah. the scale, and uh, you know it's a pretty important one in a lot of ways. And uh, we haven't had the technology until recently to be able to sustain a 40 Hertz note for, you know, as long as we want hours, if we mm -hmm. need to days, mm -hmm. uh, that's relatively new in the past. You'd have to get like a, a upright bass player with a bow and just have them bow <laughs> as continuously as possible for hours, you know, to get that same note or loop the track or something, you know, there's ways to do it, but um, it's really interesting to me that you can tell by the popularity of the song, there's a hunger out there for this. Oh, yeah. And it's a hunger that just, for the record, is not being supplied by Big Pharma. It's, <laughs> you know, not necessarily being supplied by, um, by the psychedelic movement quite yet. Although mm. we could talk about how psychedelic music is sort of aligned with that foundation tone stuff in practice. It probably has a lot of 40 hertz in it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, but, you know, this is, this is a relative, relatively new phenomenon. It's as if we've rediscovered something that we all want and we didn't know we were looking for it. <laughs> well said. Yeah. And, and why not, right? I mean, these things don't need to be confined to the middle of the Great Pyramid of, you know, of Giza. They, they need to be out in the world where we can use them practically. And well, it's, it's true. No, you're right, Bill. I mean, but it's funny you mentioned the Great Pyramid of Giza. I've actually been going through my Egypt footage for my other YouTube channel, Ancient Mysteries on Earth. And I've started to finally actually put some videos together from uh, my, my travels and expeditions. And, you know, there, I was in a, another pyramid. Uh, I just looked at the footage yesterday for, it's called the bent pyramid and um, it's uh, less famous, but still relatively well known. And they think it was a mistake. It, it starts up one way and then kind of squares off towards the top and it's a different shape than the, the great pyramid. But, um, but basically it's, it's an acoustic chamber and the, 
I think Bill's off the show for a second here. There we go. Are you are you back? Yeah, I'm oh, watching. Oh, you're watching. I'm sorry. For those listening, we're working on a, a new platform right now. And I was like, oh no, did did Bill just get dropped off uh, by the lightning storm or something? I had my blow my nose so that yeah. <laughs> I highlighted Chris there for those of you who are listening. <laughs> Which is irrelevant that we're on video, but I love it. So anyway, um, so this Ben Pyramid, I, I remember when I went in, um, the first chamber that you walk into is unreal it's 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 got like a triangular ceiling but the triangle triangular ceiling is built out of steps in a way so if you can imagine like a, st a steps shape going down on the walls of the ceiling of like a triangular ceiling and the the walls are this flat polished granite and we're talking like many many tons massive megalithic blocks polished flat and then this triangular roof, so it's kind of like a square rectangular shaped uh, room with a with a triangular, quite tall ceiling, very very tall ceiling, uh, like twenty feet high, like crazy. And um, the acoustics are unbelievable in there, and your sound reverberates for I swear at least eight to nine seconds, like a long reverb trail. And you got to wonder again, these pyramids were they not? resonant chambers of some kind using frequency to do something, whether it is to, you know, maybe improve the crops in the area, which has been proven. And actually a, a, there's pyramids in Russia that they're using to do exactly that with their uh, agriculture um, using frequency, specifically just fre frequency and geometry. Um, or was it to uh, improve the health of the people, which we're, again, we're looking into now and seeing that frequency of course does that. And, and so on and so forth, but it's acoustics. And then there's some sort of crazy reverberation. Once again, you're like, are we just rediscovering a modality of, of health and medicine that we, that we used to use all the time that was maybe extremely successful many thousands of years ago. And we forgot because, you know, that's just time and things get lost in history. And um, yeah, maybe this 40 Hertz endeavor is is something that we're just remembering something that maybe the, uh, the ancient Egyptians uh, knew when they were building the great pyramid. And that's pretty cool because I, I honestly think a lot of things in science are just, we're just rediscovering things that we already learned perhaps in the very, very distant past and this frequency and the psychedelic healing and all that. I mean, you look at a lot of these ancient tribes, not just civilizations, but the tribes of indigenous people all around the world and their cultures were all very aware of the healing properties of not just the psychedelic plants, but also just the general mushrooms, herbs, fungi in the general area that all we're doing in modern medicine is taking those and then synthesizing them into something removed from nature. And then we can patent it and sell it and all that good stuff. So, you know, it's just very, it's very curious and cool to see how something like my 40 Hertz piece just resonates, pun intended, with a lot of people um, and seems to actually work for, for not maybe the desired outcome I was going for, but it's it's definitely working for sleep. And, you know, this is something that I, I would love to just learn more and, and maybe find some scientists out there that would want to team up and, and get more in, in depth of like what is going on when we use different frequencies in the body. Why does some do some things make us feel one way and then other frequencies make us feel a completely completely different way you know there's a one last one last thought on that and i just realized so part of my uh, music background is also in film scores and i was told uh, at a couple of different um 
workshops I went to for film scores that in horror films and specifically, they'll use a higher a higher pitch frequency. Um, I forget which one, but it's a higher pitch frequency and it's designed exactly to do the opposite of what 40 hertz does, which this higher frequency keeps you on edge. There's something very off-putting. It's very tense. It, it induces maybe fear and anxiety. And they do that because that's, you know, that's what you want in a good horror film is to make your audience terrified. And uh, so they will subliminally input these, uh, these off-putting frequencies into a horror film just so that you're even more on edge. And, and it works. Obviously, they, they do this all the time. So this is a common practice. So it just goes to show you that, that there's so many things that frequencies can, that free, any frequency can do. And um, why not, you know, go down that rabbit hole more? One of the cool movies that does that is The Shining. And yeah. we just finished reading or listening to the audiobook, which is different than the movie. But The Shining is Stanley Kubrick's amazing combination of intentional, very intentional music to create the mood, you know, around this and to raise the anxiety. Oh man. And it works both on the high and the low end. And he uses music so amazingly well, even the intensity of it. Um, mm -hmm. You might say he's sort of unafraid to ride the dB meter because there are times where it is almost unlistenable. The volume of the music is so intense. And he uses that specifically to increase the tension in the movie, in the movie of what's happening. Yeah. And oftentimes it's like one note or two notes in opposition. It's just, oh, it's Green. so great. Dissonance. Yeah. And I mean, it's beautiful. And the actual music that's in it, um, also incredible. There's some... Penderecki in there, DS Irae's in that thing. It's it's it is a beautiful tour de force of um, music on purpose, like you know, most of his films. Really. Yeah, yeah, like from two thousand one to what was that one? Uh, Wait until dark or something like that. Not Wait until dark. Eyes wide, Eyes wide shut. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that soundtrack is amazing because there's one oh. note, one literally. Note. Yeah, ding on the piano, ding, ding. Ding. Yeah. And like, how do you make that so good? It's how do you so make that into scary. a soundtrack of all things, you know? Yeah, I know. I know. And of course, we should, we should probably dig into what that note is. But just to, to follow up on what you were saying about how uh, we need so much science on this. There are TED Talks. You can see at least two. I sent them to a friend last week. One is a, sort of a researcher who decided that he could um, interrupt the rep reproduction of cancer cells with a specific frequency. And they, they quite literally sat in the laboratory. And his TED Talk is like five minutes of explaining how they did this. They sat in the laboratory with one of those old machines with the dial. And they increased the frequency by like one one hundredth of a hertz or whatever. Mm -hmm. And just tested it and tested it and tested it over thousands of iterations. So they started to find out what specific things did what. So you can see that TED Talk. And then there's a business that stood up somewhere. I think it's in Minnesota. Uh, that is treating cancer with frequency. Thank God someone is finally... Right? It's about time. It's and, about bloody time. you know, this is not stuff that the government funds. You know, these people are doing it the hard way out of their own pockets to make mm -hmm. something happen and actually do the research. And, um, long way of saying, if you experience any kind of clinical or notice any kind of clinical change in if you're a regular Alzheimer's, dementia, or care patient and you're getting those measurements, It'd be amazing for the world if you could share that because there's so many people out there right now who are dealing with these issues and, and you, you do the best you can, you know, science is great, but it isn't, it hasn't fixed Alzheimer's yet. So no. it, we're, we're inching up on it. So if you've got anything that helps people, um, caregivers in particular, would be so grateful to know that, oh, this music and put headphones on and, and see if it helps the cared for 
such way. a it's such a, a non-invasive way of course right to get this to people i you know again this 40 hertz piece is for free on youtube um you know this is accessible stuff and and it should be and and it's yeah. also like i said it's it's not invasive and there's no side effects to this stuff and you know what you know sometimes there can be um like i always have the warnings if you know if you suffer from epilepsy or if you're um, pregnant, you know, like be, be extra mindful of these things. And that's just, that's just goes with anything I, I would argue. Um, but like we said before, in a lot of our shows, you know, it's, it's, it's a pretty damn low risk with, with, when it comes to music and frequency and like with anything, use your discernment, of course. And if you're going to blast these frequencies at top volume, like be, be careful, like yeah, obviously be careful, on be careful. like don't, don't do that, you know, but if you're, if you're caring for someone, they'll tell you. Yes. You put headphones on, you might get Start quiet. Put the music mm -hmm. in. Yeah. Uh, if there's understanding, if it's working, great. Otherwise, you know, don't force it. This is no, absolutely don't uh, no force it. If it's not working, it's not working, and, and don't worry about it. go back to the drawing board, but at least you tried it. Yeah. And and that's still data that we can that we can take, you know. Um and, and these studies that you know, like uh, there's another gentleman I, I saw at TED Talks, TED Talks, it may have been the same one, there's shattering cancer uh, leukemia cells with sound. Yeah. Yeah, that that's one, probably right? what I'm talking about because I think yeah. you told me about it. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, there you go. It's it is it is amazing to see, and and this is just it's basic stuff. Like you said, he just went in and kind of dialed it in, and, see, and just to see what happened. That's really all I'm doing right now is trying these different frequencies and and seeing what happens. And like we just observed at 40 hertz, well, it does have some effect on Alzheimer's, dementia, any neurological disorder because that was found in the study. And I have had people comment as well. Like half the comments are amazing for sleep. The other half are, thank you. This um, one person's like, I don't think this helped my Alzheimer's or maybe it helped keep it the same. I was like, well, great. That's hey, cool. Cool. And That's then some people say that. like, it, it, it seems to be doing something. So it's like, it's still a question mark more on the Alzheimer's side of things or on the um, neurological disorders. So that's still a big question mark with the 40 Hertz for me with my comments that I've gotten. But the sleep is, is seems to be, um, resounding. Yes, it really works well for sleep. So this is how we figure these things out is, and then we, you know, this is the crowdsourcing or it's the collective, um, you know, sharing of information that, that we can start to understand these things and kind of bypass, you know, the, uh, the larger powers that be with, if everyone starts to go like, well, gee, I heard this frequency really helps me with cancer. I'm just going to give it a go and try it out. Oh, look at that. It helps. And I don't have cancer anymore. It's like, Great. Like that's, that's how these things go viral and that's how these things become unstoppable. And, you know, the powers that people have no choice, but to just kind of roll, roll with it. And then, then you'll see Pfizer adopting it all of a sudden I'll get paid from them. It'll be great. <laughs> That'll be perfect. I mean, seriously, right. If it works and a groundswell of people are going, you know, I tried this and it actually works for me. Um, that's the best you can hope for. Yeah. You don't need testimonials. You don't need marketing. It's it's a groundswell of interest. People going, yeah, I can use this. And yeah, that's and the that's where we are, I think, in our world right now, looking around for things that work. You know, what is it that will help? And 40 hertz, 40 hertz is a good one. I, I wish I'd been wearing a Fitbit because, Chris, it'd be nice to know if that was, you know, REM sleep or what was going on there. So somebody who does that, you know, with your Fitbit, tell us what you were experiencing during the period of the music, what kind of sleep that was. And uh, maybe because of this interest in sleep and the worldwide intention to do it better than we have been, mm -hmm. your, your apps showed up or you, your music has showed up to sort of feed that need. Yeah. 
and and it, thank you. I appreciate that. And and it and it it just shows that there's there's a there's a hunger for alternative ways for us to find some sort of uh, some healing, of course, and some progress in this world where it's. I swear, it looks like we're just getting sicker and sicker and sicker rather than more healthier. And uh, and again, that's a whole other podcast in and of itself. But um, and I think that's statistically true right now. But it's also so there's there's more and more of of a need for people to try new things that uh, or old things that are being revived that that have some uh, relief. And you know what's been I've been finding it really interesting. I've been leading a, um, some music healing workshops throughout the summer. And again, these responses from my music online and a lot of the age group that seems to be the most engaged and curious and open-minded are ages, I'd say 60 to 85, you know, like, and, and more on the side of like the maybe 75 to 85, 90, like the, you know, the, um, the, the senior, uh, old age home type of, you know, community, let's say. Greatest Um, generation or... Yeah, early boomers. Hey, early boomer. Whichever, whatever generation you want to call that, or whatever that is called, slash um, the people that I think, you know, it's we. It's just I find it really amazing that they're that open minded for it, and they're looking for it, and they they obviously are the 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 category that would suffer the most from dementia, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, uh, but also I just find it really curious that they're so open to the, like me talking about frequency and how that's, you know, I, I think in my head that sounds a little new agey or a little, you know, woo woo or something. And here they are of a much more traditional, um, you know, time period at least and conventional. And here they are being like, interesting. Oh, tell me more. And like, they're, they're actually listening and yes. they're taking it in and then they're, and they're going off and then they're practicing it and they're, they're going to my YouTube channel and then they're listening and then they're commenting. And I'm like, wow, you know, like, cool. I kind of thought, that wouldn't happen with that generation. And there there's, that's why I stopped judging anybody anymore because <laughs> it's just useless. That's, that's perfect. <laughs> there's a huge uh, retirement city. Well, it was a retirement community that voted to become a city uh, near us in Southern California. And I was told the same thing about interest in cannabis back there. In that's fact, right. It was CBD. It just sort of blew up among people 65 and, uh, and older. And a great need to be able to do something more than whatever it is, you know, medicine was doing for them. Well, they're on my grandmother as a great example. I mean, she's on like, what, right. like 13 pills a day. I mean, it's just like, how do you keep track of all that? It just seems, it just seems so, and if we're supposedly such a sophisticated civilization, you know, why do we need a pill for another pill that you need a pill for that pill? And then that pill needs a pill for that pill. And you're like, yes. doesn't that seem a little inefficient and expensive and not really helping anything because it's causing more problems than it seems to be solving. And, and I know that that, that, that category of like my grandmother's, you know, age group would love nothing more, but to not have to deal with those, those pills every single solitary day. And then all the side effects from those pills, every single solitary day. And if music and sound and CBD, natural herbs and remedies, mushroom, fungi, all the things that we're learning or rediscovering about the natural world and how it's not only healthier for you, but it actually works a lot better anyway. It's, 
it's going to be a game changer and it already is a game changer. And I love, I love that that generation is so open-minded to it. And you're right. CBD is another really interesting one where I've been at my local dispensary. And I just, <laughs> I just love it. Cause like behind me is like my, basically my grandmother, except just like some, just some elderly lady. Yep. You know, you're like, Oh, what are you picking up today? And there's like, there's like some kids like, you know, in their early twenties going to get some rocket, you know, joints to go party and use it recreationally and get super high and ripped. And then there's, you know, granny behind me who's getting her CBD because she's got arthritis and it really, really helps yeah. with her arthritis better than anything yeah. else that she's been using. And I, and I just love chatting, chatting her up and learning what, why she's even here. And I, I just think it's beautiful. I love, I just love this new world that we're, uh, we're kind of birthing right now and seeing um, how everyone's kind of waking up to these new, new alternatives. Just to tag on to the end of all that. Well, I think what you're saying is so accurate. We've been hearing about a lot of dystopian stuff for a while. Of course, we had the pandemic and climate change and whatever. There's a lot of bad stuff. But there's also this recent shift in attitude. People are starting to talk about the experience that we've had in the last two years coming up into 2022 here as a, uh, as a re-enlightenment. Yeah. You know, we're... we're we're kind of, we've reached the end of where we could go on our last boost and we're now getting this boost and a wave of new thought and new openness and acceptance. Uh, that's obviously we can see the the downside of that and those who are clinging to the old ways and wanting to assert power, you know, and control and force other, but that's falling apart. And yeah. just because the grassroots are, Hey, I can do this for myself. There's a better way. So yeah. kudos to everyone who's doing it for yourself because you know what? You deserve all the good Absolutely. you're getting. Well said, Bill. I, I totally agree. And it's, and it's that idea that, you know, I think in the past, a lot of religion and uh, science, especially with the medical health world, they really have, in, I believe, indoctrinated us into a, a sense of we can't figure it out for ourselves. We have to rely on them. So, you know, like you're brought into the world by a, a white jacket, you know, godlike figure known as a doctor. Right. And the doctor's never wrong. They can never be wrong, of course. Right. Of course, we know they're, all, they're wrong on the time. Any honest doctor would admit that in a second. Um, and just like scientists, scientists do not know all the answers. Science in and of itself is literally, you know, the pursuit of truth. And yeah, it's a process, pursue, not it's a, a thing. process. It is not. Oh, sorry. Uh, process. Well, yeah. Process, process. It is. It is. How many times have we been told throughout history that this is a fact? This is we absolutely are the center of the universe. The sun revolves around us. This is a fact. Anyone like Galileo who says, "Oh, everybody knows that," is a heretic and can, you know, is basically going to prison. And then all of a sudden, it's proven not. And science is always what? being proven wrong. <laughs> Actually, we revolve around the, revolve around the sun. Crazy, you know, and our world's sphere and all this other stuff. So, you know, things are changing all the time. I think it's beautiful that people are waking up to a, a new era of. Why can't I figure this out for myself? Why can't I have the power to just do my own research, think for myself, come to my own conclusions, grow my own food, build my own communities, create my own energy? Basically, we don't need all these external sources and institutions and powers that be uh, to, to live our lives. And that goes into health, that goes into our wellness, that goes into our everyday you know, um, livelihood and, and just having a, a healthy, joyous you know, balanced life and, and just not having to be constantly, constantly, constantly stressed or in fear from these external forces. And 
I think that the 40 hertz and the the frequency healing and that those those rabbit holes and those pursuits where we're going more and more into those directions, that's what's going to help liberate us from the past of having been, you know, without going down too many, you know, negative sort of conspiratorial lanes, you're just more looking at it as, okay, well, that's a, that's a way we used to live. And I'm just forget the judgment, forget the opinions. We used to live that way. I think we can all agree, especially after the last two years, that we need a shift. We need to change how we live and how we operate and how we, we work together in harmony. And um, speaking of harmony, I mean, that's where the frequencies and, and, and stuff come back in with health, you know, like why not start looking at different modalities that are so much more beneficial for the human body. The, the repercussions are nil to pretty much nothing. And, you know, th this is really where the new world that we're wanting to build is, 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 this is where it's at. This is how we get there. And it's by coming together and thinking for ourselves. So that's my rant. <laughs> no, it's, it's not a rant. It's, it's uh, some beautiful wisdom that world. Are you listening? Yes. Hello world. Hello world. Oh man. Well, this I mean, is why we call it discussions of music, healing and spirituality because they're all related. Everything's connected. The idea of separation is an illusion. And I've been watching a lot of stuff on this recently on Gaia. For those who don't know what Gaia is, it's a, it's yeah. a great streaming network. It's like a consciousness. It's a conscious Netflix and the content out there is, is just so fantastic. And um, I've been watching more shows just on reality and quantum physics and all that stuff. And it just becomes so much more, you know, science and spirituality are getting closer and closer and closer and closer to really just confirming one another. Yeah. And, uh, and that's a really fun place to be. And it's proving a lot of um, some of the core beliefs of most major religions. And I'm not talking about like the rules and regulations that come out of religion, but more the core spiritual beliefs. Uh, the metaphysics is, is actually measurable now. Very measurable. And even some of the wisdom from different, like the Quran, the Bible, uh, and these ancient texts are actually becoming more relevant. And, and when you can read them in that mm, more uh, neutral perspective, it's, it's actually like, wow, science is like the ancients, I believe, science and spirituality were one thing. They didn't have a different, I don't think, I think that the ancients, much like maybe other beings in our universe understand the singularity, understand that nothing is, is separate and therefore everything is connected. Therefore, even the idea of having different scientific branches like geology, uh, biology, you know, astronomy, all of these things, we separate and categorize everything so that it all feels disconnected. And, you, you know, so somebody studying, you know, geology um, would never get into archaeology, but even, but although now we're realizing in archaeology, Geology is essential because if you can date some of the stone in the areas and the geology nearby the sites, that's how you can date the sites. It's a great way to yeah. date sites. So we need yeah. to start the cross-disciplinary approach to all these things. And, and, I, and I think that's what the ancients were doing absolutely all the time is they're like spirituality, science. Isn't that just knowledge and truth? <laughs> Isn't that just really what it all bottles down to? And we're just doing it in different ways. There's a physical way and then there's a non-physical way basically. And, um, it's pretty cool to see how they're all meshing together. Uh, and yeah, it, it's just, uh, it's a fun time to be alive as, as crazy as that might sound with all the stuff going on in the world. I still believe it's a pretty exciting time to be a, a human being on, on planet earth. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. I, and when you need to relax from all that, we've got 40 Hertz music for you. <laughs>
<laughs> we got you. Nice 40 hertz song we coming right up. Covered, you know, like don't and yes, so don't drive. <laughs> <laughs> yes, don't drive while you listen to this music. It'll it'll knock you right out. That is a really valid point. Don't go swimming. Don't be yeah. in a body of water. I've heard that about like breath work and binaural beats too. They're like, yeah. don't be in water. You might just, drown. just be smart. I mean, don't even you don't have to be smart. Just use common sense, right? Yeah. If you are, if you have the potential of falling asleep using tools like forty hertz music, you know, don't be piloting a jet or whatever it is <laughs> that you know. Don't have responsibility for anyone other than yourself when you fall yeah. asleep. Normally, yeah. you know, that's I, why do why do you even have to explain this? It's like do people who listen to the Darwin Awards listen to us too? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about those. Those are hilarious. Uh, and yeah. everybody, remember, please, birds aren't real. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, one of these days I'm going to do that with a straight face. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a tough one. Birds aren't real. Birds yeah, aren't real. All those trip trips are just your imagination. Yeah, it's the government spying on you. Yeah, <laughs> they're all nanobots. Or Nanobot birds. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, yes. So the good thing that Chris said before we got onto this spin Remember that because that was the real point here, whatever it was. <laughs> I love it. I, I love this is why I love these podcasts is it, they really are discussions of, of everything that we go into. And yeah, I love listening to podcasts personally. That's why I love making this one with you, Bill. And uh, I listen to them all the time. I think it's just fun to listen to people. I enjoy talking about things I I like. So for those listeners, you know, again, we appreciate you guys. And uh, thank you for any of your comments like Bill so wisely said in the beginning if you do have a fitbit and you can do a little bit of data and you know recording for us we'd really appreciate it so uh drop us a line um or just share a little comment and let us know if you do have any experiences that doesn't have to be data driven just can be how did you feel after any of these pieces how did you feel before listening Please. to this stuff yeah. and um you know if you want to learn how to incorporate music into your life in a, in a medicinal healing way i mean bill's the guy to talk to for that so it doesn't have to just be going to get a specific frequency. There can be just music as it is, music that you've loved your whole life. Yep. But maybe yep. you can augment that and use it uh, to um, enhance and or to help and heal parts of uh, parts of your life. I know for me, I've used music a lot with PTSD and things like that, uh, emergency music use in a way, and um, nothing has worked better than that. So. There's, there's lots of resources here on our show, so hit us up. And uh, thanks for listening. Thanks, Bill, for bringing up this topic because uh, I, I can't believe we hadn't talked about it. I know. Isn't that crazy? And it's one of the most <laughs> profound musical experiences I've had in the last couple of years. <laughs> thank uh, you, man. I well, thank you. Those are very kind words. And um, I, I'm just so, so grateful that that total mistake happened. <laughs> <laughs> Was it the Bob Ross, the uh, happy accidents? The happy accidents, yes. And people all over the world are falling asleep to Chris Noble's music. I mean, what, uh, right? I didn't see that coming when I when I left music school. I'll tell you that. I, I thought there I was going to be a rock star, and here I am writing music that puts you to sleep. Uh, and I thought that was my job as a classical piano. Yeah, right? <laughs> Thank you, brother. What a great chance to chat about this amazing topic and, and yeah show notes for all the stuff you guys want to find it'll be there and uh, chris is making more of this stuff wait until you hear his next one 41 hertz <laughs> <laughs> no i'll have to follow that up then uh, <laughs> thanks everybody thanks everyone oh thank you for listening in on our conversation and for taking time to show your appreciation with a like, share, or subscribe. 
Discussions of Music, Healing, and Consciousness is a practice of spontaneity, and we welcome your comments, ideas, and questions. There are ways to connect with us in the show notes, so let us hear from you. Until next time, this is Bill Protzman along with Chris Noble wishing you great musical health. Samara Huchaya. Huchaya.